from I don't know where and I don't know what. Hmm. Come in. This is the captain of the Vindy 67C. Critical systems are failing. Do you have capacity for 21 crewmen? I repeat, do you have capacity for 21 crewmen? They're just singing. What strange music. Track the sound. Lieutenant, scour the archives for ships with this phenomena. Ship recognized. Captain, it appears to be CJSW 90.9 FM. Acknowledged. Follow that sound. Now heading towards CJSW 90.9 FM. Another memory of you 
Hello, hello, hello. This is CJSW 9.9 FM Broadcasting in Tree 7 Land. My name is Atia, and this is Post-Punk Elliptic, the show where I get to discuss all the fun nitty-gritty facts relating to some of our favorite post-punk and new wave-esque artists. The track you just heard was from the Calgary-based artist Tilda Snake Oil, great name, and the title of the track, Red Pill Alpha, Red Pill Alpha Male Slumber Party. Uh, great titles, and as you've maybe listened to on the show, I appreciate a good title. But this track comes from their album Perfume, which I've been listening to uh, since it came out back in like November-ish, and I think all the tracks from them are phenomenal. But... Without further ado, we're going to keep going and talk about our deep dive segment for today, which concerns the band Sex Gang Children. For those of you who may not have heard, this band, Sex Gang Children, were an utterly gothic sort of post-punk band that formed in 1982 in Brixton in London. Um, although the original group only released one album, they do have several tracks, several compilations, and are well known for touring and being around the club scene in the UK at the time, specifically sort of the Bat Cave scene. Uh, the Bat Cave was a UK club that was on 69 Central uh, Dean Street in central London and is known for its sort of place within the early goth rock of the 80s. Uh, a lot of people would play at that place frequently, including Nick Cave, uh, Robert Smith, and just everyone around with The Cure, Bauhaus, and Mark Alvin. Almond, as well as members of Fotis. Um, and it would just be known for its sort of dark cabaret moments within that. Um, but the original lineup consisted of Andy Sexgang on vocals and guitar, Dave Roberts on bass, Terry McCleary on guitar, and Rob Strub on drums. Uh, they were a pretty dramatic band. Um, very not almost melodramatic, but in the great in the greatest way possible. Uh, because they relied on a lot of like heavy bass. A lot of like march like drums and like sudden mood shifts and it's very much all sort of encapsulated with their influences of like this dark cabaret sound that was coming out at the time. Uh, the band's first release was a cassette only live album called Naked in 1982. And then the Beast EP was their first final release that came after they signed to a uh, illuminated label. Um, but we're going to keep on trucking along with today's show. This is going to be Magdalene from Traitors. I don't know. I was looking back and thinking about some of the bands I love. And I just, I remember, I really greatly appreciate this added, like angular guitars meet, meets this sort of cinematic, dark electronica that I will forever love. So stay tuned. But thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, queries, or compliments about the uh, sex gang, children, or anything. Uh, you can find me on social media or find me at 403-220-3991 because having conversations is great.
Hello, and uh, welcome back to the show. We had tracks like we had uh, Magnum from Traders, we had Bite from Deeper, and we had Dash from Nuevo Velo. Um, so all these tracks, great tracks if you're just wanting to be vibey and angry at the same time, and I always appreciate that. But we're going to continue on with the band Sex Scan Children and just everything that they're existing and what they're doing. So once the band released their only studio album, um, Song and Legend, in 1983, it hit the charts with a few single, sing, singles, wow, uh, getting charted. But because of a lot of confusion and just overall bands being bands, the drummer would have to leave and then be sort of replaced with the Theater of Hate drummer Nigel Preston who played on the band's next single Miniature Mare but then that drummer would then be replaced with the drummer of uh, Death Cult Ray Mondo um, and let's be honest at one point once again uh, this would this dr- would change because the drummer Ray Mondo would be deported to Sierra Leone um, as to how or why I will never know but that is why the drummer had to change once again um, and then around 1984-85, they renamed themselves to Andy Sex Gang and the Quick Gas Gang for 1985's Blind Tour. Um, but uh, this made the band split again afterwards. Uh, Sex Gang Children uh, were, interestingly, named a panic button when they first started. But the name was taken from Malcolm McLaren uh, from the Williamsboro novel as sort of just a reference to that. But um, it was also the same mile uh, idea that came of the band Bow Wow Wow, uh, as well as the um, other band Culture Club also taking their name from the exact same thing. So people just really love that vibe and they stuck with it. Uh but the band have been cited to name a few people as their influences, including the people of T-Rex, Kurt Wells, uh, Scott Walker, The Dam, the sensational Alex Harvey Band, as well as Sex Pistols and Joy Division. Um, but without further ado, we're going to jump right into this next set of music. As usual, this next set of music concerns tracks that influence the band and tracks they have gone on to influence. This is going to be Big Louise from Scott Walker. Every soul, Blue Moon... There's always a, a track or something that I can play that's just so off from the rest of the show, and I just think it's a fun time. So stay tuned, because the set should be pretty fun. But thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are having a fun time on this Friday morning at CGSW. Cause the world 
passed her by Didn't time sound sweet yesterday In a world filled with friends You lose your way She's a haunted house And her windows are broken And the sad young man's gone away
it's you and me It's you and me We won't be unhappy, will we? And if I only could I'd make a deal with God I'd get him to swap our places Pearl Harbor's Agit Pop hits the stage January 31st, 2024 at the High Performance Rodeo. Pearl Harbor will take the audience through a tragically comedic monologue on nuclear anxiety, billionaire babies, fake news, and more while reimagining the number one hits from singers like David Bowie, Judy Garland, and Britney Spears through live song and dance and a performance that'll send you into a spiraled ecstasy so good you won't want to face the reality of your weekend to-do list. Sweet as pie and sharp as nails, Pearl Harbor is the nation's premier tragic comedian. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll have the music stuck in your head for weeks. You're welcome. See you at the High Performance Rodeo, January 15th to February 4th, for comedy, drag, musicals, live performance, and more. Tickets on sale now at oyr.org slash hprodeo. Now does that sound familiar? If I only could swap my place with some You with the bright future Then my life would be better Feel easier I'd be looking forward for once instead of
We had Cannibal Queen from uh, Sex Gang Children from their first album, Song and Legend. Uh, the band themselves have only technically released one and then have just like 8 billion different compilations of just a bunch of different things. I think their most recent uh, like effort in their original sort of run would be like in 2018 there was a compilation. And I think they have posted a new album last year. Which um, I'm uns- I'm pretty sure has some new tracks and some covers and some uh, old versions of new different tracks. So will we ever get really new content from them? We'll never know. But they do have one called Oligarch. Um, but we also had a track by the name of Hollow Man from the Cult, uh, a band that had influenced were influenced by Sex Scan Children um, right after they released. And last but not least, we had Beat Riffic from Glass Candy, another track they've influenced. And specifically with that, it seems that uh, they were sort of influencing a lot of the late. 90s uh like punk dance music um in some capacity uh and i think that just really works in eight billion different ways uh they've also influenced people like black tape for the blue girl fields of nephim as well as switchbait symphony the dresden dolls and volatare um interesting fact though uh one of the groups are coming up at the same time the southern death cult uh 
used to like they used to connect a lot more and apparently they used to specifically dress like banshee fans um and they used to call them like a little a gothic goblin i don't know this is just a niche very small fact about them and i thought that was just very funny that that's sort of like this is a quote from the alternative press that that's what they wanted to put on record um but they also said that uh for this band they liked edith Plyth as well as macabre music uh which i mean if you're living in brixton brixton and you live in a tower called viscoth towers it's bound to happen um but in the last 20 years they've continued to be headlining some major goth and alternative festivals around europe uh i think they also went on to perform at the bat cave 25th anniversary uh which i think is amazing they did in 2016 release um, the tour live album, and as well as had original members from the band come together to perform. So uh, they're still performing, and I think that's still kind of sick. Uh, we're going to keep going with one more set of music. This is from a band called uh, The Problem. If I'm correct, they're based in Montreal. And A, the um, picture for this EP is a bunch of like massive like trucks like moving trucks and it has no savings and i'm 99 percent sure the picture is of like a a no brand truck and i i think it's iconic and it matches the vibe and this track is called i'm hungry for your janine but yeah thank you so much for tuning in and stay tuned for one last set of music head office called me and they're giving me a raise I'm hungry for you, Janie. It's Wednesday morning and my wife and daughter are away. I'm hungry for you, Janie. Let's book a room at the Marriott Hotel by the airport. Make love. Let's book a room at the Sheraton Hotel by the airport. Make love. Let's book a room at a Holiday Inn or a Comfort Inn. I don't know. I just want to go somewhere that doesn't remind me of my job. At the airport.
They just kind of provoke uh, me. Eyes? Like, like human eyes we all have? I don't like to think of all these blobs of jelly rolling around in your heads. Face eggs. Oh.
is a prey on falcon. Each out of my hand. In the back of beyond.
Hello, hello, hello. And that brings us to the end of today's show. We had a few tracks. I'm hungry for your Janine uh, from the band No Problem. And I think it is fantastic. Girls had Dom- Denomination Dominique by Mary Henry. Uh, they have this album called Snuff Star, which is so great. They're a Cincinnati girl group-ish in their description. And I do think the vibe of them is really perfect for just anything, especially when you're thinking of bands like Spoils and like Angie Wilcut. We love the femme moment and we'll always appreciate it. Last but not least, we had Gold Bless, The One I Love with Night Lunch, and A Silver Key Can Open an Iron Lock Somewhere from Optic Sync. But thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me talk and rant about sex gang children and their track Cannibal Queen and sort of just what they're doing in the Batcave scene in the gothic trenches of late to early 80s in the UK. But stay tuned for Airways and Eardrums and have a great Friday morning. Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. You teach him to watch television. Dig out your Akajo windbreaker and lime green leg warmers because this episode of the Reference Desk is hitting the 80s. I'm your host, Andrew Baldock, and if you've never heard an episode of The Reference Desk before, this is a wandering feature dedicated to digging through the CJSW library and finding strange albums, odd singles, and artists of especially curious note. Today, I've pulled out an old vinyl record bearing the face of none other than 80s cultural icon, Max Headroom. Great. If you see me, give me a wave. I love to see style. The album I speak of is a vinyl 12-inch single of Paranoimia by Art of Noise, an avant-garde synth-pop group formed in 1983 by somewhat of a ragtag group consisting of group founders Gary Langan, an engineer, and J.J. Jesselik, a programmer. They were joined by arranger Ann Dudley, producer Trevor Horn, and Paul Morley, a journalist who's written for NME, Blitz Magazine, and, as an interesting aside, Paul is credited as being instrumental in writing and promotion of Frankie Goes to Hollywood, who was on his record label, ZTT Records. So let's take a look at this record. The album art just screams 1980s, with colorful circles creating borders on the cover's left and right sides. A woman's hand bearing brown nail polish holds up what looks like a small TV, but could just be a black-bordered picture, bearing the face of Max Headroom and his famed backdrop. Now, there's not many Max Headroom references in modern media, so here's a quick history lesson for you youngins out there. Max Headroom was a character portrayed by actor Matt Frewer. He originally appeared in the British cyberpunk TV movie Max Headroom, 20 Minutes into the Future. The success of the movie would lead to the character becoming a VJ on The Max Headroom Show, where the character would host between music videos. The final spinoff for the character was an American drama series simply titled Max Headroom. Max Headroom, the complete series. What kind of show is this, anyway? Now, Max was billed as the first ever computer-generated TV host. But because of that kind of tech wasn't actually available in the 80s, Matt Frewer was given his uncanny valley-inducing appearance through makeup and prosthetics. Prep for going on camera took a whopping four and a half hours. Frewer described the process as grueling and not fun. 
describing it as like being on the inside of a tennis ball. So why is Max on the cover? Well, a version of the song appearing only on this single release features him on vocals. Interestingly, there are two versions of the song with Max's vocals. One features Max acting as a master of ceremonies and introducing various celebrities as musicians on the song, even though they aren't. Like Peter O'Toole on trumpet, even though there isn't even any trumpet on the track. Tennis player Martina Navratilova on bass, Cher on vocals, and the Pope on drums. This version I have here features Max talking about being scared and unable to...